Wilson Cochran here, one of the pastors of Vineyard Northwest. I just wanted to give you a quick bit of context as to what you're going to be hearing in this podcast. The first section is myself, Luke Hazemeyer, and Van and Lori Cochran all sharing about the Fresh campaign and giving more context um, to the church before we received the offering. The offering was outstanding. Thank you to everyone who gave. We're really excited for what God is doing and how we can uh, partner with him to keep pushing the vision and mission forward that he's given us. And then in the second half of this podcast, you'll hear me giving a message on identity and the fact that we're new creations. And I'm doing all of this um, with the backdrop of us baptizing 14 people last Sunday. So listen in. Um, I think you're going to love the word. And as well, at the end of the podcast, we share how much money we received for the Fresh campaign. Thanks, guys. Have an amazing week. I saw the two of you being launched from an aircraft carrier in an F-14. I also saw you land the plane back on the aircraft carrier. That means God has vouchsafed, promised, or guaranteed the completion of your mission. I will forge my church out of broken people. When this church is forced, no one will wonder who its daddy is. This church body comes into worship fully expecting and waiting on my presence. They know to look to the mountain, me, and they wait with expectation for the answer. Revival is coming to the Ohio Valley, Pittsburgh to Cincinnati, Eastern Indiana, and up to Detroit. There are times for people and places that are chosen for God's moment. God's doing a new thing here, but it's not really new. He's just calling us back to our roots. You're moving into a new model of ministry. Pay attention to your steps so you have a map for others to follow. You're more on the cutting edge than you realize. Fire in Cincinnati, the fierce love of God is moving in. The kind of love that will do anything just to be with his children. I saw the Lord standing on the stage, smiling with his hands held open. He said, I am faithful to you, and I will fulfill every promise I made. What we're experiencing is not just a visitation, but a movement of God. God's bringing the right people, intercessors and other gifted people to steward this new move of God. Miracles will be abundant. Prophetic worship and music CDs will go out from here. I heard the Lord say, I'm going to do some remodeling in this house. Be expected. Let faith rise up. All right. Come on. Good morning, everybody. We're excited to uh, put an exclamation point on the Fresh campaign today. But really quick, I just want to say, if you're visiting today to see someone get baptized, um, again, we're just so happy you're here with us, and we hope you really experience God's presence and life-changing love. Um, but in the, for the past month, we've been doing a thing called the Fresh campaign. And the Fresh campaign has three focuses. First, updating our media. Second, refreshing our building. And third, renewing our city. Really quickly, in regards to renewing our city, what we're going after is the heroin epidemic. 
And so we're committing to 10% of all that we raise um, is going to go towards fighting the heroin epidemic in the city. We have different organizations we're partnering with that are really seeing um, a ton of transformation. But back to those first two things, updating our media and refreshing our building. Um, media is just something that we really see God all over. And we want to invest even more into that. And we feel like that's a strategy and a thing he wants to use to, to reach um, more people and just to honestly export what's happening here to places that want it and need it. And then refreshing our building, refreshing our church. We're really excited to uh, give the building a new paint job and some new furniture and kind of redesign some spaces to make them um, flow in, in a way that's even better for Sunday mornings. But before I kind of share with you some of how we're going to actually receive that offering, because we're going to receive it today in this service, I'm going to hand it over to Luke Hazemeyer, who's the other executive pastor with me. Isn't this exciting, everybody? We are here. It's the day. Oh, man. I've been waiting. It's just crazy that this is finally the day. So I wanted to share something that I feel like God was speaking to me about this morning. I woke up this morning, and I had this phrase just repeating in my mind over and over again. And before I tell you what that phrase was, um, I should give you a little bit of context to my life right now. So um, my wife, Jamie, and I have been anticipating this day and praying about what we were going to give and felt like we got some numbers um, and we've been deciding. But then we had a pretty crazy week. I remember last week when Robbie Dawkins was here, he spoke and he said that there are times that uh, when, or he says when your finances get tight, that is the time when you actually press in to what God is calling you to do with your money, not pull back. And I feel like we're, Jamie and I are actually living that this week for a couple of reasons. First off, last Sunday, Jamie was a matron of honor in a wedding. Has anybody ever been a maid or a matron of honor in a wedding before? You know it ain't cheap, right? Like, that costs some money. Then it just so happens that's this same week our car breaks down. Cars are broken down in a year, breaks down, and a couple hundred dollars to fix that. And then on top of it all, uh, some of you know that Jamie and I have been on a house search for the last six months. Had two houses that we were in contract with, fell through. Um, we're in contract for a house this week. We went into contract and are through inspection. It's going to go through. So we're, so, yeah, you can clap if you want. But so we're... It's kind of a dual thing because we're super excited about that, but additionally, now we're thinking, wow, we've got a pretty big down payment coming up that we got to make. And so all of that has kind of been in our minds over this past week, anticipating today to give. And I woke up this morning, and I had this phrase repeating in my mind. The phrase, it was in, it's in a worship song of a band that I like. It, it was inspired from a story of Jesus in Luke chapter 7, where an unnamed woman um, approaches him and anoints his feet with oil. And as she's weeping over his feet, washes his feet with her tears and dries his feet with her hair. And... Um, the phrase that is in the song is, I'll spill my oil on your feet. You are worthy. I'll, and so I woke up this morning, I'll, just that in my mind, I'll spill my oil on your feet. You are worthy. I'll spill my oil on your feet. You are worthy. And what I feel like God was reminding me of is that this morning, as we give sacrificially, 
yes, we are supporting some amazing causes. That is, I don't want to diminish that at all. Yes, we're supporting some amazing causes. Yes, we as a family are coming together and we are pressing into the next thing that God has for us. All that is great. But ultimately, what we are doing when we sacrifice like this is an expression of love and intimacy to Jesus himself. As you give this morning, and as Jamie and I give this morning, what we are doing is we are saying, Jesus, this is an expression of love and our adoration and our delight in you first and foremost. And I want to encourage you, when we receive the offering later, enter into it with that mindset. Jesus, I love you so much. I'm spilling it all. I'm giving it all. I'm sacrificing whatever it takes for my love for you. So I'm so excited about the rest of the morning. It's going to be a great morning. And I really believe that we're going to look back on this weekend for many years to come. (laughs) I really do. I really believe we're going to look back on this weekend and be like, wow, look what God started there. As I, as I was thinking about what I wanted to say right now, I, you know, my mind goes back to the day that Lori and I met in the mall, the spring of 2001, and we knew uh, that God was calling us to start this church at that time. Uh, we, we just had to set some time aside to say, well, what does that mean? And so we wrote down all the different positions that we needed to fill to have a he- healthy start to a church, and we came up with 35 slots. Now, at this point, it's the two of us and one other person, Pam Helsher, who has said, I want to be part of the, the church that um, you guys start. And I remember walking away from that thinking, oh, where are we ever going to find 35 people? How's that ever going to happen? And just, you know, just, uh, you know, kind of um, just crying out to God. Well, look around. Obviously, God had in mind more than 35 people to bring along. And, and he did gather people to this, to this vision quickly. And I think it's because our heart was to start a church that would be something we'd want to be part of. And that meant it needed to be really focused on the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, and, as well as good Bible teaching and truth and, and just every place you look and go worship. And, and so when, even at the beginning of the church, we had this, um, one, of our, one of our sayings for growth was, we said, we want people to come here because they have a friend whose life was changed here. And so didn't do a lot of advertising or anything like that, but we just camped on that. If God's presence is here, lives are going to change, people are going to come. And, and we used to say as our mission statement that we are here to welcome people into the healing presence of Jesus Christ because that was everything to us. And uh, we're just so thankful for how God has worked to bless this whole church body and this work. You know, one of the things that's happened over the years is periodically someone who's been part of the church for maybe two, three, four, five years even will be talking to me and they'll say, well, you're a church. And I always stop them and say, wait a second, you know, Lori and I started this church, first of all, but it, it's not ours, it's yours too. You say our church, not your church. And then if you really want to get technical about it, it's Jesus' church, okay? <laughs> so um, I just want to say this, that when we all come to a moment like this, where we have something big that we're all saying, this needs to happen, 
and then we all, we all search our hearts before God, and we all jump in, and, and we give to it. We sacrifice for it. That's, that's, that's what makes it it's our church, and you're part of it. And as you give into this, you are part of it. You're entering into a line of other people who have sacrificially given to get us to where we are. And, and now we rise up and we say, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to plant trees so that, so that in the future, new generations can eat the fruit of those trees. That's what we're going to do. And that's, that's what we're doing today. Now, the way Lori and I decide to give... We both pray, and eventually we talk about it, and we say, well, what's the range you were thinking? And then what's the range I was thinking? We did that last week, and Lori's range was significantly higher than my range. <laughs> so then what we do is we're going to go with whichever one has the higher range. And so we compromised and came out in the middle of her range. Now, as we were sitting down there a moment ago listening to Luke, I really felt like God spoke to me and said, no, you need to increase to the top of that range. And so we're going to have to write another check later because <laughs> we already have one written. But uh, there's joy in that. I got to tell you, there's just joy in, in having God speak to you and saying, Okay, don't know how that works, but I'm for it, God. If, if, you're, if you're saying, let's do it, let's go. Let's do it. So I, I, we just bless you as you give. I just pray joy will come into your heart and just blessing into your lives as you give to this because you know you're given to advance the kingdom. Hey there. <laughs> I just want to say that there is a phrase that has been highlighted to me by the Lord this year. And uh, we've talked a lot about the presence of God. And this is the phrase, it is impossible to be in his presence and not be changed. So I just bless every one of you who is receiving the presence of the Lord right now, that he is transforming your life. And part of that is this... Um, this burden and joy that he's put on our hearts. And in Psalm 110, 3 says, your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power. So wherever his presence is, there is his power. And today is a day of God's presence and power. So I just want to bless you as you give, as you um, sacrifice. And um, yeah, I just just also want to say what an honor it is for Van and I to see all of you partner with us in raising up what God is doing in this church. So it's, it's our honor and we just thank you. So um, we're going to go into worship here in just a moment. And as we worship, you will be able to come and give. You, you can pray first, come as a family, however you want to do it. But um, if you're going to be baptized today, I would encourage you to come and, and put your offering in quickly and then go out this door back here, stage right, out that door, because it will, um, it, it takes a few minutes for you to get ready for the actual baptism. And, and we'll all be preparing in here uh, through the offering. So I'm going to have Lori pray right now. Just pray blessing over, over you. Just bless them. Just bless them, okay? All right. 
Father, we love you, we worship you, and right now I just bless every person in this auditorium and who's listening online, uh, God, that you would pour out your goodness right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna pray, and you guys can start grabbing the baskets, but I'm gonna pray. Father, thank you so much for new hearts and new wine. <laughs> thank you so much that you gave us new hearts. New hearts, we just receive that. We have new hearts. Thank you, God. Not a fixed heart, a new heart. Will you let that sink deep into people right now? New heart, in Jesus' name, new heart. Just put your hand on your heart. Just feel like that's actually God's hand. Right now, it's just God's hand on your heart. And I just say new heart, in Jesus' name, new heart. Thank you, God, for the new heart that's in there. Thank you for the new heart. release your freedom over people's hearts where they feel like they're kind of not free. <laughs> kind of not free. So I release full freedom over hearts in Jesus' name. I feel like I'm supposed to give a message in tongues. So I'm going to do that right now. And then we'll get an interpretation. Hopefully. And if we don't, we'll just move on. Or we just release an interpretation. One second, Joe. Jordan's going to bring you the mic. I'm bringing more love into this church, more power, more of my glory. You will see my hand upon this place. This place is going to be risen up to glorify my name. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. That's good. That's good. Micah, Turbo, did you have anything during that? So really quick, just explanation of what, we just come up on the stage and share it. The mic's right down there. What we believe a message in tongues is, is it's actually a prayer to God. Praying in tongues is a spiritual language. It's a gift from God that where you pray something not in the language you know, but in another language. Sometimes it's another real language. Sometimes it's like an angelic language is what the Bible says. But fundamentally, it's not a prophetic word. It's actually a prayer. 
so it's something that is, is um, prayed in the spirit, and then someone else will get a vision, a picture, they'll see something, whatever, and what they're picking up on is what I was just praying, not what I was just saying, okay? Because it's not a translation, it's an interpretation. Does that make sense? It's, a tr it's an interpretation, not a translation. So Micah, come up and we share if God did give you something. I just felt like he did, which is kind of nice because you're a prophet, but um, uh, and so Micah's gonna really, he's gonna share what he, he sensed happening, what he saw happening when I did that. And then what we'll do is we'll all join in with that prayer. Now that he's put language to it, and what we'll do is we'll get to pray what the Holy Spirit just prayed. Does that make sense? So I prayed something in the Holy Spirit. Mike's gonna tell us what it was that I prayed because I didn't get the interpretation. And then we'll all pray what God just prayed. Father, we thank you for breakthrough in our hearts. We thank you for breakthrough in our city, and we wanna be part of the breakthrough that you are bringing. Father, thank you for breakthrough in our hearts and breakthrough in this city, and we want to be part of the breakthrough you're releasing. So I, let's just all Come on. thank him for the breakthrough. breakthrough. Thank you, God, for breakthrough. Breakthrough. Thank you for breakthrough, Jesus. Thank you for breakthrough. Thank you for breakthrough. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. And let's just thank him for breakthrough in our hearts. So I'm going to Let's all just pray our own prayer right now, thanking God for breakthrough, for freedom in your heart. In your own words, just begin to thank God for freedom in your heart. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, God, for freedom in our hearts. Don't be shy, just pray it out. Thank you for freedom in our hearts, Jesus. Now let's pray and thank God for freedom and breakthrough in our city. And just don't be polite right now, okay? Like if you're passionate about praying this prayer, stand on your chair if you want, scream, whatever. But um, it's okay to be passionate, all right? It is really okay to be passionate if it's legitimate. You don't need to fake being passionate. If you're not feeling passionate about it, then that's totally fine. But if you feel passionate about it, don't stifle that. So... Thank you, God. Will you just rest on us? Thank you for resting here. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome, you can grab a seat. So, that was uh, gifts of tongues and then interpretation of tongues. Now you've seen it, if you haven't before. Um, in a couple moments, we're going to do baptisms. And this is so exciting. We love, by the way, really quick, just what we just did, 
if you're in church or you're not in church, whatever, you want more understanding about it, go to 1 Corinthians 14. Just Google that if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Google 1 Corinthians 14, and then just start reading through it, and you'll start to catch on to some of the stuff we just did. But if um, some of the stuff I just taught was kind of new to you around how tongues is supposed to be released, then go study that passage, and you'll get a, a deeper understanding of how we apply the gift of tongues and how we do that. So, cool. All right. put my gum up here. Wish I had a piece of paper for that. But. So, in a couple of moments, we're going to do baptisms. And this is so fun. We love baptizing people because it's a declaration. When you get baptized, it's a declaration. And I want to say this. You're declaring three things. First, you're declaring to God, I am yours. When you get baptized, you're declaring to God, I am yours. When you get baptized, you're declaring to others, I am God's, okay? So to others, you're saying, I am God's. To the Lord, to God, you're saying, I'm yours. To others, you're saying, I'm God's. It's all a vertical thing, you know? What you're saying to God and what you're saying to others is all about him. You're saying, hey, I'm yours, I'm God's now. It's like a declaration to people about that. But I want to focus on a third thing that baptism declares. And this is what it declares to the person being baptized, so the person being baptized, they're declaring to, um, the, their act is a declaration to God that they're his, to others that they're God's, but to themselves, what they're declaring is, I am new. They're saying, I am new. Everyone say, I am new. I am new. <laughs> In 2 Corinthians um, Chapter 5, I'm going to read a couple of verses if you want to pull out there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 14. I'll give you just a second to get there. It's really powerful to read this on your own. You're going to be blown away by some of the stuff that Paul says here. So you want to get your Bible out so you can underline it or you can highlight it and come back to it later. But 2 Corinthians 5. Starting in verse 14. For the love of Christ controls us. Because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world. Everyone say, the world. The world. Say it again, the world. The world. To himself. So really quick, I actually got to tell you, one of my friends, he's another, he's a pastor in Nashville, and he posted he was going to go Pentecostal in his church this Sunday. So something just got in my head, and I'm just going to go Pentecostal on you guys today, okay? That's why we get to get the tongues. That's why I'm having you chant and repeat after me, but um, I'm just going for it. So that is in Christ, God was reconciling the world, the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. 
For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So going back to verse um, 16. From now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. What does it mean to regard, a, to regard someone according to the flesh? It means to regard someone, to make decisions based off them, based off of what you can see, taste, feel, and touch. In other words, what you know with your natural five senses. That is regarding someone according to the flesh. Now, the mistake we make with the crucifixion and the resurrection is we look at it according to the flesh. Let me tell you something. The flesh is used a ton of different ways in the New Testament. Sometimes it actually means like this old sinful nature. Sometimes it just means looking at something through a tangible, natural lens. Are you following me? The flesh isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes the flesh just means something you can see with your five senses. So what he's saying is, um, we used to look at Jesus according to our five senses, but we don't anymore. And so what we do is we make the mistake of looking to the cross and the resurrection according to our five senses. And I'm going to give us the benefit of the doubt. We look at it with our five senses and then like a little bit extra with like a spiritual outlook and a supernatural lens. So it's like 90% of what happened um, at the cross and when Jesus rose from the dead was something we just see with our five senses. And then 10% of it, yeah, something supernatural and spiritual happened there, but you know, whatever. I'm not gonna, I don't even know how to put language to it. Like, glad he died for me. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven, right? Isn't that pretty easy to do that with the gospel? And it's kind of the gospel message we have rehearsed to us over and over and over. But what I wanna say is we need to flip it. 90% of what happened to the cross, you cannot know according to the flesh. 90% of what happened to the cross, I'm just throwing 90% out there, okay? 90% of what happened to the cross, you can't recognize just through your human intellect, through your natural five senses, through your logic, through the normal way of thinking about things. But like maybe 10% of it, we can kind of quantify that way. But 90% of what happened to the cross was supernatural super stinking natural, okay? Supernatural. It's something that we don't, we can't fathom, we can't understand, and we need the Holy Spirit to open up and make, make real to us. One of the biggest things that happened is you became new. You became new. A vineyard pastor I know, he said it like this, we are not fixed versions of our old self. We are totally new creations. You see, the reason I said the world is because, or how'd you, how'd you kind of chant that or repeat that, um, is because the whole world, everyone that has ever lived and ever will live was up on the cross with Jesus. Everyone was. And his method of fixing the world, of fixing people, fixing us, wasn't putting band-aids on us, wasn't um, teaching us new ways of uh, like acting. It was actually to just kill us. He killed us. And then you come up out of this water and you're new. You're not a fixed version of your old self. You were, that's, why the, that's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you need to be born again. Because your old self was killed at the cross. So anyone that's not in Christ is walking around dead. They are already dead, okay? Because it's, if you look at them according to the flesh, you're like, oh yeah, they're alive. They have a pulse, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Look at them according to spiritual eyes. They are dead. If you're not in Christ, you're dead. But when you come in Christ, you come alive. <laughs> you come alive. And you don't come alive as a zombie. 
You don't, the old you isn't brought back with makeup, okay? It's a new you. It's a totally new creation. Are you following me? You're a brand new person. And the reason it's important to understand this is because we still have struggles. We still um, don't live, we don't always live that new creation person perfectly. But what we have a risk of doing is starting to define ourselves by our actions rather than that new creation person that we should be defining ourselves by. Does that make sense? So that's why it's so important that we're like, oh wow, I am new. I am a new creation. I'm not a fixed version of my old self. I'm a brand new creation. You know, in seventh grade, I got glasses. You know what happened? My eyes got fixed, okay? And then a couple years ago, I got LASIK, eye surgery. By the way, if you go to LASIK Plus and you get eye LASIK surgery, you say my name, I will get a check in the mail. So <laughs> one person did it, and I, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you the details, but if you want to, you know, whatever. I, there's other people, I'm just gonna say this, Jen and Mike Utech, they got, they got it done there, so you can put their name down too, so I'm not like trying to be the pastor that gets everyone's money. Um, but check it out, when I got LASIK, I didn't get new eyes. You understand? My eyes got fixed. If, you, if, you, if I got an eye transplant, still, those aren't new eyes, those are someone else's eyes. They're new to me, but they're not brand new eyes. And see, when we come up, when we were, um, when we accept Jesus, when we say, Jesus, I open the door of my heart, I give myself fully to you, I receive you as my Lord and Savior, I want to follow you all days of my life, what happens is you, something supernatural happens. It's not always something you can see with your eyes, according to the flesh. You can't always see it, but something supernatural happens, just as supernatural as the thing that happened when Jesus was on the cross and came out of the grave. Does that make sense? So these people that are about to get baptized, they're going to, um, I just want to do this really quick, just so everyone freaks out. <laughs> when they come down here and then they go under, what that's symbolic of, that's symbolic of them being on the cross with Jesus. And then when they come up out of the water, that's symbolic of them coming out of the grave with Jesus. Brand new. Brand new. That's not the thing that makes it real, but that's a prophetic act. That's a symbolic act of the real thing that actually did happen thousands of years ago when Jesus died and was resurrected. The key is you have to receive that. You have to accept this truth. You can't just say, um, it's, even though the whole world was on the cross and the whole world came out of the grave, the whole world hasn't received that truth. And it's not just it happening that gets you in a relationship with God. It's not just it happening that allows you to go to heaven and to access eternal life. It's receiving it by faith. Faith activates what Jesus has already purchased for you, okay? So does anyone wanna do that right now? Does anyone not know Jesus, but wants to know Jesus, wants to go into the water and come back out? If you do, just stand up, okay? If you've never said that before, just be so radically bold that it's crazy. But just stand up if you want to receive Jesus for the first time right now. Or, or, or if you've been away for a while and you want to say, I'm coming home, Lord. I'm coming home. I want to be in relationship with you. Will you just do me a favor and just stand up so we can cheer for you and be super excited with you? Just be so bold, man. If you're thinking about it, just do it. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, what I want to do now is I want to pray for the people that are about to get baptized. Okay? So, you guys stand up with me. 
we're just going to extend our hands towards this water. And um, we're just going to pray right now that God would just bless and totally um, upend these people that are, um, and I, you know what I think? I th never mind. Yeah. We're just going to pray, God, you bless them. In Jesus' name, would you just pray out with me? Lord, we bless the people who are going to get baptized. We pray just that supernatural encounters with you would happen, that just crazy freedom would break through in their life. We bless them in Jesus' name. We bless them, God. We pray for life and hope and love to just be flowing from them from here on out. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Bless them, Father. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. All right. Awesome. Man, so good to worship. So right now, we're going to announce and show you guys how much money we got whenever you, whenever the slide's ready, pop it up. Awesome. Come on. So, yes, thank you, Jesus. So the top number, $136,736.61, that is how much we have received Physically, whether it's through the app, cash, or check, from um, beginning from April 28th when we started this till now, that second number, two hundred thirty-one thousand seven hundred thirteen dollars and sixty-one cents, is how much. So the sixty-one cents was pledged. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> two hundred thirty-one thousand seven hundred thirteen dollars sixty-one cents. That is how much we have received, including pledges. So that's amazing. This is awesome. So good. Um, yeah. Just quickly want to underscore the importance of fulfilling your pledge. You know, put a reminder in your phone or whatever you need to do. Keep the little side card so you can keep up with whatever you pledged. But um, this is so good. I'm really excited. We should all be really excited because this is our thing. And our goal, you know, was 300000 That's not up there, but that's okay because we're not looking at this according to the flesh. All right? You can look at this according to the flesh and be a little disappointed. But if you look at it according to what Jesus did on the cross, then what I see is seeds for revival sweeping across the nation right there. All right? And that, that's really what I believe. Really what I believe. And, and also, just to say this, there's going to be more money given that's not on that screen right now. Maybe some people in this room, but more so just people outside of the room who haven't, um, weren't here today or didn't give yet. So either way, smashing success. I'm so excited and um, just bless you guys. Thank you for your extreme radical generosity. You guys rule. I love you. Um, I'm going to welcome the prayer teams to come down front right now. And we have prayer teams that are going to be down here to pray for anything you need. We just love to pray for people. And uh, we see breakthrough happening, people getting healed and just encouraged every single week. So if the prayer team could come down and face out, come on down for prayer if you'd like it. Otherwise, have an amazing week. We will see you next week.